Hello, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. Happy Tuesday. I hope you guys are having a great day. I'm feeling good like I should. Shout out to Surfaces, the band. I'm really excited for today's episode, y'all. Life's been pretty good. It's been really, 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 really busy, like a lot going on. Um, I'm actually trying to work on dropping some merch, which I'm super excited about. But no one told me how hard it would be to drop merch. Like the amount of details that go into it, y'all. It's a lot. I'm just trying to make sure it is so perfect for y'all because I want it to be worth your money. And I'm working with a brand that um, it's called LA Apparels. And they are all about sustainability and treating their customers right. And also treating their employees and their their workers and everything. That's why I wanted to invest into this higher end brand because um, I love the way that they are all about that and just making sure that their employees are taken care of. So stay tuned. Merch is on the way. Anyway, um, I'm excited for that. So for today's episode, I'm going to be bringing on Miss Haley Fam. Now, I've seen her videos in the past. She's awesome. She became a Christian, and she was following me on Instagram, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I know who this is. And we reached out, and we started talking to each other, and I was like, you need to be on my podcast. And so we honestly just talked about, like, her marriage and balancing work and life within her marriage and how she became a Christian and things she's learning. And I just think she's so fun and cute. And whenever I'm in Austin next, I'm like, I want to hang out with you. Like, she's just so cute. So I think today's episode is just kind of fun and chill, and I love just sometimes interviewing people and just hearing their stories, and maybe there's something you guys need to hear in this, maybe there's something you need to learn or whatever, but overall, I hope you guys just enjoyed today's episode and just kind of get some uh, fun stuff out of it, and I think she's just someone that's really sweet, and I love talking to her, and um, is just very impressive for her age. I'm like, dang, how does she do all this? Like, I'm very, very impressed that she is just crushing it online, and so is her husband. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with Miss Haley Fam. I don't know why I always say Miss. Like, when she's not like 30 or 40. With Haley Fam, y'all are gonna love it. Let's just get right into it. Okay, Miss Haley, welcome to Happy and Healthy. How are you doing today? I'm good. We live in the same state, so we were talking about how it's cloudy, and that's never fun, but I'm very excited to be on my first Christian podcast ever. Okay, wait, that's so crazy. So we're going to get all into like the faith aspect stuff, because I want to hear all about it. Uh, your bio says, Saved by Grace, and so I'm just really curious to hear your story, um, it was so funny. Like I, I've heard about you and I've known about you and your husband and I saw that you followed me on Instagram and I was going through my DMS like randomly, like at three in the morning or something. And you know how there's that feature where you can like sort through like normal DMS and then it has like the top, whatever. So your name popped up and I was like, wait, no, I was like, she follows me and then hit the follow back and was like, I got to get this girl on the podcast. Cause I've just been really intrigued by your story and just looked at your YouTube channel. You're so successful. I love the style of your videos. I was like, wow, she's so creative. And your husband's videos as well are so freaking sick. So <laughs> thank you. I want to get all into it. Um, but before like I introduce you or anything, I'd love to hear just from your end of just like, who are you? How did you become successful? And just kind of more of your story and like, why... You know, like, why do you, do you do YouTube? Like, what, you know, drives you to do that? Yeah, I started doing YouTube when I was, I always say 10, but I was actually going into third grade, which would have meant that I was eight years old. 
So that is so young. I don't understand how that happened, but I was an only child and I think I was just getting into random hobbies as a child. So I just was obsessed with YouTubers like Juicy Star 07 and like all the oh super my gosh, throwback. Yeah, I loved them so much. And I just started making videos on my dad's phone and editing them. And I just loved documenting and recording and editing things from such a young age and continued to do that up until high school is when I really started getting consistent. But it wasn't until I was 17 that my channel went from like 200,000 subscribers to beyond that really quickly all of a sudden. And ever since then, I've just been trying to keep it going to make a living. But it's been quite a crazy journey and just very strange how it all happened. Yeah. No, I so feel that. I started when I was actually 16. So I'm older. I'm 28. How old are you? I'm 21. Oh my gosh, you're a baby. <laughs> I feel so old all the time. I'm like, what the heck? 28 um, is not old at all. I feel so old. And I I mean, I've been doing YouTube for, gosh, 11 years now. And I don't know if you feel this way too, but like there's just so much ebb and flow with it where like one day you're like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. And then the next day you're like, oh my gosh, I think I want to quit. And it, you probably get that being on the platform for so long, but it is so cool just to get to like make an impact and a difference and help people and entertain. And it seems like obviously like that's what you're doing and stuff. And so that's really awesome. Um, are you like born and raised from Texas? Yeah, I was born in Austin and then grew up here ever since. I've never moved out of the state, out of the city or anything. So okay. Austin's awesome. I went to college there. I went to Texas. So I oh, lived really? there for a little second and absolutely loved it. But I'm sure you've seen it change quite a bit because, like, I moved to California and then moved back and then I family down there. And every time I go down there, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is not the same city anymore. Yeah, even in the past few months, the traffic has been crazy. Like, I'll go somewhere on a Monday morning and it's just so busy and it's never like that usually. So I don't know if it's more tourists or more people moving here, but it's definitely getting a little yeah. busier. It's definitely both. Yeah. Um. Okay, so – how would you kind of like describe your content or like if you if someone was like, hey, what do you do? How do you like describe what you do? Um, I well, for my main channel, I would say that I've just been documenting my sort of coming of age story. And I've been doing that mostly since I was 17, just kind of vlogging like the high school experience and then what life was like after high school. And now I just started a series called In My 20s, where I'm going to try to document this decade of my life, who knows if I'll actually record until I'm 29. But there's just a lot of adult things that I feel like I want to learn and that I'm struggling to learn, honestly. So I thought if I made it more of like an episodic type of series for people to follow along with, we could go from, you know, having our lives be messy and then trying to figure out like routines and how to cook and just really basic things, but taking them along the journey for that. So that's what my new sort of strategy has been lately. No, I love that. And I'm sure there's just so many people that are watching like alongside you that are like, I need the same advice. Like I know that when I was in my early 20s, like I needed like older me to make that content for younger me. And so that's like so cool. And it's also like I like that you're coming from the perspective of like, I'm also figuring this out. Like it's it's not that I have this all together. Like I'm also figuring it out yeah it's I'm excited though to one day watch episode one and be like oh I didn't know anything and hopefully yeah. one day I actually know some stuff so 
And it's so cool, like, getting to be a YouTuber when you vlog, you literally get to look back on, like, a video diary of your life, and it's so cool yeah. to be like, oh, my gosh, that's, like, exactly what I thought, what I was wearing, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just so cool to get to see that. Yeah. It's also a little bit terrifying because I feel like I change as a person kind of quickly. So yeah. then to have all of that documented on the internet with other people watching this old version of yourself who you might not agree with anymore, it's... I, it can be cool to show growth, but it's also a little bit like, whoa, yeah, that's kind of a scary thing. Totally. And that's actually like totally leads into my next question because I was going to ask you like, what have been some of the hardest parts of being a content creator or being a YouTuber and living in the public eye? I mean, you kind of already mentioned it, like people's opinions and them, you know, pinning you to this one idea that you had years ago and you're like, wait, no, I've grown and I know so many YouTubers feel like that. They're like, wait, no, like I said that five years ago. Like, I don't agree with that anymore. But people being like, well, you said it. But what are like some of the hard parts that you've kind of experienced through this journey? Yeah, definitely just your mistakes being forever solidified on the internet. Like as a 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 year old, I've made so many mistakes in life just in general, but then I also documented them and then posted them to the internet for people to watch. But it's also a cool thing because you learn a lot quicker on the internet because there's thousands of people kind of helping you figure out why something was wrong or maybe being able to be like, okay, I need to take a step back and actually reflect on who I am. Because I think without that, you would just have to rely on your friends to be honest with you. And sometimes you're not always blessed to have friends who would do that for you. So it's been difficult, but also very rewarding in a way, I guess. I would agree with that. I would say that's such a good outlook, honestly, because I feel like oftentimes when we get these hate comments, we can just immediately dismiss them. And we're like, no, they're just being mean and critical and then just dissing me. When sometimes I'm like, there's actually like some truth in that, that, it's like a hard pill for me to swallow and I like I don't want to admit it but instead of like your friends calling it because honestly sometimes my friends like they're not the ones that maybe you relate to this but they're not the ones like consuming my content and watching my vlogs they don't see me every day like my viewers do and so sometimes they have like a different perspective where they're like hey I'm seeing this like unhealthy consistency in you and I want to bring it to the light and at first you're like so offended and you want to just be like that's not true and blah 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 But then when you really take a step back to be, like, teachable and humble, you're like, huh, is that actually true? And it's really hard to do, but I really think it takes, like, a lot of humility to get to that spot. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to try to figure out if the person is saying it in love because they actually want to see you grow. Right, and that's what's so hard is, like, there are people that genuinely, like, In this career, I would say that's, like, definitely the hardest part. Whenever people are like, what's the hardest thing for you? It's, like, as much as I love it and I want to help people and it's so, so fun, people's opinions, like, really can, like, affect you and just weigh you down. And then even though you try to, like, put it in the back of your mind and be like, no, like, it's fine, really, like, I have thick skin, you just keep thinking about it over and over and over and you're like, wait, that's still bothering me and I don't know why. And so, I mean, that really truly is where, like, I do think identity in Christ is so important so that you're not being swayed by people's opinions. Okay, wait, I need to see your dog. Is that your dog? <laughs> yeah, he was um, jumping up here. This is oh Spock. Oh, my gosh. Cutie. I'm so jealous. Oh, I no. want a dog so badly. 
You should get a little one. I'm I obsessed know. with little dogs. It's just because my roommate and I, we both travel too much, and we're yeah. just like, we just can't do it yet. But I think if I get married, I will force my husband to let oh. me get one. How do you feel like when I mentioned a talking about like identity in Christ, like what do you think about that? Do you feel like you're still on that journey of figuring what that looks like? Or do you feel like you're pretty secure in that? Um, because I know it is something that's pretty hard to grasp. And I know that's why so many people struggle, but I really do believe everything boils down to identity in Christ or lack of identity in Christ. So like, where do you feel like you are on that spectrum with just like identity within this career? Yeah, I feel like if this is the gradient, I'm moving towards identity in Christ more because I was very far away from it maybe two years ago. But the first thing that comes to mind is honestly, Sadie Robertson did a a message at Passion, I believe it was, yeah. about identity in Christ. And that was so good. Like the first thing I think of now is how she talks about God just simply stated who he is. And because of that, then we know who we are. Like he doesn't even need to talk about us for us to know our our identity in him. We just need to know who he is. And that's that. Dang. And so that's something I've been trying to, you know, really look into more and just learn more about who God is because then I'll find my identity through that instead of, thinking about me because I'm not going to find any identity just by thinking about me first yeah oh my gosh Sadie is the best like every time she speaks I'm like my jaw drops I'm like this girl is so young and so just anointed and that's such a good point is I don't know it's like it's just really scary like in this job if you're not secure in yourself or secure in who God made you to be then we tend to be on this roller coaster of emotions because, you know, one day the people are going to love you and then the next day they're not. And it's exactly the same thing that happened to Jesus. It's like one day they were praising him, king of the Jews, and then the next they're like, crucify him. And it's the same thing then. So Jesus was like, look, like if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. And being ready for that because, you know, I feel like as an influencer, like our biggest fear is being canceled. And I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but I'm always like, oh my gosh, like one day, I'm probably going to be canceled. Like, what if I'm canceled? Instead of worrying about that, realizing, like, that actually might even be the inevitable, but also knowing that, like, that still doesn't determine my identity or my salvation or whether, you know, God loves me or whatever. Like, I'll still be taken care of. In your bio, it says, Saved by Grace. And I don't know much of your story. And so I'd love to kind of hear, you know, did you grow up Christian? What was that transition like? How did you find Christ? And where do you feel like you are with that now? Like, I just want to hear basically, like, your testimony. I want to let you guys know that today's episode is gladly sponsored by BetterHelp. So I know there were seasons where I was genuinely struggling. Hashtag the struggle is real. And I remember just feeling so alone and feeling sad, feeling confused, like I had no guidance, lack of sleep, lack of motivation, so many things. And maybe that's exactly where you are right now. Maybe you're genuinely struggling you have all these questions and you're like I don't know who to turn to why I feel this way what do I do and that is where I believe in therapy and counseling I know that therapy and counseling used to be super taboo it had this weird stigma around it which I'm like we are here to break that today no more no longer sister or brother whoever is listening I'm really excited to talk about better help because it's an online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist it's customizable online therapy so you guys don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to you can just call them or you can do video chat if you want whatever is best for you 
And it is also way more affordable than in-person therapy. So you could be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. The reason why I also love it is that you just go through, you kind of fill in the answers of kind of what you're looking for. Like I said, it's customizable. So if you're a Christian, and I know a lot of my listeners are, you can find a Christian therapist if you want. Or if you're not, that's totally okay. And you can also find whatever you specifically need. I firmly, wholeheartedly recommend this because it is just a safe place to talk to someone. And I just believe that this is going to be beneficial for you. Please don't suffer alone. Please talk to someone. Please reach out to someone. And just know that the Happy and Healthy listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash healthy. That's betterhelp.com slash healthy. Take advantage of this, guys. I just want you guys to take care of yourself and know that God also wants you to take care of yourself. So thank you so much for BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. I love y'all. Get the help you need, and let's do this together. Okay, so part of today's episode is sponsored by Function of Beauty, which I've used them in the past. I'm excited to work with them again. So if you guys don't know what they are, Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filed shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. It's founded by a dream team of engineers and cosmetic scientists. Each Function of Beauty product is individually designed to be as unique as you are. How it basically works is you go on there, you take a quiz on your hair to build your hair profile. You select five hair goals like lengthen, volumize, oil control, kind of what I was saying. So for me, I want to get rid of some of the frizz, dead ends, give some moisture to it. You can kind of choose based off of your hair what you're wanting. Then you can choose your color of the bottle, the fragrance, or go dye-free. So I actually went dye-free on mine as well, or fragrance-free, which is kind of nice if you're allergic to anything like that. Then you get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door, and then you can prepare for good hair days ahead. So say goodbye to generic hair care for good. Today, you can go to functionofbeauty.com slash healthy take your hair goal quiz and then you'll save 25 percent on your first order so again that's functionofbeauty.com slash healthy to let them know that you heard about them from my show and get again 25 percent off your first order that's functionofbeauty.com slash healthy take your hair quiz save 25 percent off your first order you guys are gonna love it hope you guys enjoy it let's just get right back into the episode I grew up in a household where my dad was Christian and my mom was agnostic, I guess you would say, but she grew up in a more of a Buddhist family because she was from Vietnam. And I grew up going to church, going to Awanas, the whole thing. But I remember from a very, very early age, just praying to God and being like, God, if you're real, make me fly. Just like random things <laughs> when I was like four years old. I just always remember inquiring about him and I was very curious about him. And then I I think what really marked the first time I felt God's presence was when I was like 10 years old and went on a little mission trip to Waco. And it was there that I really felt like God became real to me and became a relationship that made sense in my mind. And from there on, I just was like, oh, I know Jesus. I know that the Bible is truth, all of these things, but I wasn't really in community. So I didn't really know how to live out anything that I had heard in sermons or anything. And it really wasn't until, honestly, last summer in 2021, where I started randomly listening to Jackie Hill Perry, wow. and I got obsessed with her YouTube videos. Like, if I get obsessed with a person, I'll watch everything they've ever created. So that's what I did with her. 
and the way that she spoke about the Bible and how she was just referencing all of these books in the New Testament and about like she knew what each book in the New Testament was about, which to me seems obvious. But at the time, I didn't actually read my Bible ever. And so that really inspired me to start reading it. And I think I started in Matthew and was just reading Matthew. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've heard all of these things in sermons, but I've never sat down and read it for myself. And I just started reading it for hours and was just blown away by like meeting Jesus in the word and really learning who he And from there, I was like, why did no one ever tell me to read my Bible? Like, this is such a crazy different experience. And ever since then, it's just changed my entire walk and like how I pray, how I pursue community to like be encouraged by other believers. And yeah, I feel like that was really the missing piece for me was actually reading the Bible for myself. Wow. That is so crazy. And yeah, thanks for sharing. I, I always tell people because people always are like, oh, God's not like, God doesn't speak to me. Like I'm trying and I blah, blah, blah. And I'll just kind of ask like the simple question. I'm like, well, when was the last time you read your Bible? And they're like, uh, and all I hear are crickets. And I'm like, because he is like the word of God. Like it says that. And the Bible is alive and active today. And I feel like it's so cool that the word of God, let alone is sufficient for us. Like all the additions of like worship music and pastors and community, like all those things are super beneficial and supplementary to our faith. But God in the Bible, let alone is sufficient for us. And that's why I always tell people, I'm like, just read your Bible because I know it's not fun and it's sometimes not trendy and it's not like the fun, popular thing to do, but you, you're like a, like a living example, like a prime example of like what it looks like to be transformed by the Bible. And that similar story actually happened to me, like pretty much same thing, except mine was the book of John. And I'm like forever a stan of John. I'm like, yes, John. Cause <laughs> yeah. it, like this, this guy said to me one time, he was like, um, I was like, Hey, what do I say to people when they're like, Hey, I don't know where to start when I read my Bible. And he's like, well, listen to this. He's like, there's 21 chapters in the book of John. It takes 21 days to form a habit and just read a chapter a day in the book of John and it'll become a habit. And oh my gosh, he was so right. And I was like, okay, bet. So started reading and became addicted. And from John, I just kept reading and reading and reading, reading. And I went through the whole New Testament in like during the pandemic and my life was literally transformed. And I just tell people, I'm like, read your dang Bible because it makes such a difference and it convicts you and calls you higher. And there's so much fruit in there. And I just, I love it. Um, So that's so cool. I'm glad that you found God. And it's cool that also your dad even like planted seeds for you growing up. It matters so much. Yeah, for sure. And it's just so crazy because I knew like Sermon on the Mount blew my mind, but I had heard all of those things in sermons over the 10 years of my life that I've been going to church, but reading it for yourself, Jesus literally meets you in the word, like he is the word. And so it's just such a different experience that you just have to, you just got to do that in a quiet little room open to the new Testament, start reading. And it's, it's crazy. Absolutely. Do you feel like it's ever hard for you being an influencer and being Christian and trying to decipher, like, should I include this? Should I not? Should I talk about God? Should I not? Like, how does that balancing your work and your faith at the same time? Yeah, that's a huge topic that I've thought about for a few years now of like, how as influencers, should we represent Christ? Because obviously, you know, having followers, you're like, did Jesus give me these followers for a reason? Like, how am I supposed to represent him well here? 
how explicitly do I say the gospel? Do I just add it in? Do I just, you know, post on my Instagram story that I Bible studied? Like, how do you go about this? And obviously, that's still something I'm trying to figure out every day. But it's a lot easier with blogging to kind of just Weave it be in honest there. about your life. Yeah, so I don't like cut anything out. But I think something that I really focus on is just deep relationships with people. And, you know, all of my friends, even the ones who don't know Jesus, they know that I love Jesus. And hopefully, if you were to ask them, they would know the gospel just because they're friends with yeah. me. And yeah, or even just like other creators that I meet, I just really, I don't know, it's an interesting space. I think a lot of people feel lost in it and sad and have anxiety and depression and struggle with comparison and all of these things. And I'm like, hey, I really want you to meet Jesus. Like he could help you with all of those things. So that's something that I really feel like is what I focus on right now. But showing it online is definitely a constant battle. Like obviously there are things now where I'm like, okay, well, I wouldn't do this because I'm Christian, but what do I add? Right. That's still an ongoing Exactly. And it's not so black and white. And it is something that I even I struggle with, but I feel like I finally there's a bug swarming me again. <laughs> um, I feel like I finally just took that leap of faith. And there's not like a perfect path for anyone. Um, because sometimes I feel like for certain influencers, like weaving it in and showing it to people that wouldn't normally go to like a Sadie Robertson, they'll go to a Haley Fam and they'll be like, Oh wow, this is so cool that she like talks about God. Because it's more like, I guess, quote unquote, normal or in the routine or more like, I guess, um, accepted, I guess. So that's kind of cool that you get to still show it. But it is kind of, you know, this hard balance. Like I struggle with that for so many years and I still wrestle with that. Even though people know me as a Christian influencer, it, it is kind of like, oh, like, is this too much? Is this not enough? It's like trying to please two different crowds of like the Christian people that follow me for that content but then the people that are like, I just want to follow for your fashion. Like, I don't want to hear about the God stuff. And so it definitely is like a really weird balance. But I know for me personally, I find so much fulfillment in posting about it. Um, but there's, like I said, there's not a perfect path for anyone. Um, but I think it's cool that you're even just, you know, bold about it, let alone. Because it is scary. And what's cool, too, is like with our platforms, we do know so many other creators and influencers and YouTubers and they're looking at our content and they're like, okay, wait, what's different about them or why do they believe this or whatever? And I, that's always been my goal is to like influence the influencers or influence the people with influence because it's like if we think about the ripple effect that we might have with like our, you know, millions of followers, it's like, wow, imagine if we, you know, impacted another influencer and they're influencing their followers and it's just like boom, 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 like ripple effect. And that's what I always think about. And so, yeah, it is such a hard job that people think is really easy, but there is a lot of people that really, really struggle with mental health within this space. And I always worry about that and look at other YouTubers. And I'm like, dang, like that makes me so sad for them. And same thing. I'm like, man, I want to be a light to them and like hopefully help them know who this God really is. I was asking a kid's leader recently about if he ever gets discouraged about seeing kids that he raised in the church leave the faith and he was talking about how, um, especially over the pandemic, obviously the events were dwindled down to like no one, basically it was all online. And then whenever they started to go back in person, you know, the crowd was like half the size and he was feeling discouraged about it. But he reminded me that Jesus only discipled 12 people and those 12 people <laughs> started all wow. of this, like the millions and millions. 
billions of people who know Jesus now. And so that's something that really encourages me because I think, you know, spreading the gospel online is so important and using my platform to do that is something I think I am called to do, but also being intimate with the people that you speak about Jesus with, I think is so huge and it's going to be impactful. Well, hopefully it will be impactful. So that's something I like to remember when I get kind of overwhelmed with like, but how do I use my yeah. platform? You know, that's. Oh gosh, yeah. girl. I so feel that. That is so relatable. So is your husband Ryan as well? Is he also a believer? And did you guys like kind of find God together? Like, what was that like for both of y'all? Yeah, that story is so crazy. But basically, I had started dating him when he wasn't Christian. And I guess you could call me lukewarm, which that term is funny, because like, even though I feel like I'm not lukewarm now, I'm probably am in, in comparison <laughs> to other people. So whatever that. Means. But um, yeah, I was like more of a lukewarm Christian. I didn't really know you quote unquote, were like not supposed to date non-Christians because I didn't really grow up in community like that. And so I just was like, oh, like whatever, I'm just going to date him. And we dated for like a year and a half. And then I was talking to a mentor and best mentor ever. Love him so much. He's not my mentor. He was my dad's. But um, he's just the most loving person. Like he could say anything and I would, I would just understand his heart in saying it. And so after this long conversation, he was like, I am so happy that you found someone that you love, but I just want to encourage you that if you do want to marry him, you know, you should be equally yoked. And the second he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, of course, like that's in the Bible. I know that that's truth, but I just hadn't even thought about that. And so from there, basically every single day, I would just pray that Ryan would meet Jesus. And he brought it up in conversation all the time. We would have like three hour conversations about, you know, all of his cynical questions of if God was real or not, which loved because I love apologetics. And I was like, oh, like, this is so fun. I love answering these questions. And one day, this is so interesting. Like I've never heard God's voice or like had a vision, like nothing like that. Did not grow up charismatic whatsoever, but I was walking Spock and I had like a little vision that Ryan and I were having a conversation and he was like, oh, like, I don't think I'll ever die an unbeliever. And I was like, oh, that's a weird thing that I just thought of in my head. And then that night we watched Case for Christ And we had another like three hour conversation. And at the end of the conversation, he was like, well, it's okay. Like, I don't think I'll ever die an unbeliever. And I was like, what did you just say? Like, I literally had a vision that you said that earlier today. And I thought it was so weird. And I was like bawling. I was like, oh my gosh, like Jesus told me you were going to say that. That is so weird. And, you know, nothing happened after that for a few weeks. And then he went to LA and long story short, he meets some people in LA, they encourage him, they pray for him. And he comes home and he like goes to church with me. And he's just like bawling in church. And he grew up Christian and just kind of like went away from it. And so ever since then, we both believe Jesus. And I was like, yes, I can marry this man now. He believes in Jesus. And it's been so cool seeing like how the Holy Spirit teaches us at the same pace now. Because, you know, I went from lukewarm, but believing and he didn't. And then we both believed, but we still like didn't really know how to live out our faith. And now I feel like we're on the same exact path of like, oh my gosh, reading the Bible and community and like telling people it's just been such a crazy journey. But yeah, not that I would recommend dating a (laughs) non-believer, but God for some reason blessed that and I will be forever, forever grateful for that. Wow, that is such a cool story. And that just makes me think it's like, it's not us who does it. Like it's God who changes people's hearts. And that's what the Bible talks about. It's like, we can plant the seeds and pray, but ultimately it is up to God and the person and they have to choose that. And 
that's so cool to see that Ryan was just like, no, like I had my own individual encounter. Like it wasn't like you forced it or shoved it on his throat. I was like, you need to be a Christian. I'm breaking up with you. Like that's so freaking cool. Yeah. And I love that for y'all. So, okay. Y'all are both successful YouTubers and you both do this. Obviously you're married. Is that hard with you guys both having very successful careers, both doing YouTube and how do you guys like kind of like keep your intimacy amidst all the craziness? We have our own separate jobs, but it is really cool that we can understand exactly what the other person is struggling with. Because I think being in a creative space, you go through these kind of unique struggles and that's very fun to like empathize with each other on. But yeah, I don't know really how to answer because I think now it feels so separate that it doesn't feel like we're both mm. YouTubers, yeah. if that makes sense, you know? But I also really like that he gets to stay home with me and not we don't have to like both go right. to our separate jobs. So that is such a blessing too. But I don't know. It's really yeah, fun, that honestly. That seems so fun. Do y'all have to just like have conversations of just like, all right, we're just leaving the cameras off. We're going to just have time alone. We're not going to film this. Like how often do you have to have those conversations? I don't think... Hmm, I'm trying to think if we've ever had a conversation like that. I don't know. I feel like now our content is very like, okay, Monday and Tuesday, I'm filming my video. And if he films a video, he will leave for like three days to film it and then come back and we'll have like our editing days. But they don't really involve mm. the other person. And so that's why I like the channels feel so separate now, which I think we've done on purpose, like separating our romantic lives and each other's channels now because it just yeah. makes life so much easier and it feels like two regular people with a job to where we don't have to have those conversations of like oh my gosh like why are you filming right. me? Like, let's just have this date like it's I just think that's honestly dumb. so wise and I haven't seen anyone do that and I'm sure from like outsiders and people can look at y'all and be like why would you not start like a family vlogging channel and combine and this and that but I also I've just seen so many couples break up all the drama, all this stuff that gets in between. I had the exact same thing happen to me in the past. So it's just like, it's just better to keep it separate. And I thought that was really cool that y'all did keep it separate. Um, and yeah, it seems like y'all have like a really cool, healthy relationship. And also just both successful at the same time, which I think is so, so awesome. I'm sure that you have kind of a lot of younger people looking up to you, even maybe girls your age. And they're like, man, like I want to be Haley. What's kind of like your advice or your thoughts to people that A, are looking to you and they're like, I want to be you and B, what would you kind of say to someone <laughs> that like wants to live this life that you live? Like, you know, debunk things or give advice or whatever it is. Well, first with the life that I live, my life, it is awesome. So awesome. So many blessings, just so many that I can't even fathom them, but also the stuff that looks cool social media wise are the things that I enjoyed mm. the least. Like I remember also seeing those social media events and like, I don't know, Coachella just happened. So that's like a relevant topic. Seeing Coachella looks so cool, but I've tried to go to music festivals and I absolutely hate them. So like now I can see those things and be like, I would be so miserable if I went there. And yeah, most of the things that look the most glamorous are the most staged or just, manipulated. I, I've never been to one of those events and like, really connected with someone and had a good experience whereas like the moments that nobody sees even on my social media of like going to LA and seeing my friends who love Jesus so much and we'll just have like hour-long conversations about him and they pour into you as a human being and we talk about 
things, just crazy life things. Those are the experiences that I think people should be jealous of, you know, like those are things that are so life-giving and it comes from, I don't know, quiet places or going to church or reading your Bible. Like it's those things that you don't really see on social media that I think would be so life-changing to people. But yeah, for advice, I don't know. Yeah. Read Matthew. That's what I did. I love that. Life. No, that's the best <laughs> advice you could give, truly. I, I love what you said, though, of just the moments that they don't see. And it's kind of like the things in the mundane because I think people look to influencers and they want this thrill and they want this adrenaline rush all the time and the next exciting thing and the next trip and the next this and the next that. But at the end of the day, like, if your soul – is not being fed and watered like you're gonna go to those events and after they're over you're gonna feel so empty and you're gonna be like wait like I don't even like myself or I don't even feel like I had a good conversation with a single person this weekend and that's exactly what you were saying and I love that and like even with just Coachella like I've been twice and it was super fun and all but this year it was like the first year where I was like yep not jealous don't want to be there don't really care not that I'm like bashing it but it's just like I don't know I find more richness in other areas and just same thing you said like when I go to LA it's just like the conversations and the prayers and the people like that is what I live for and that's why I always tell people I'm like y'all surround yourself with good people get involved in community and it's so cool to see that again you're like living proof of that and I love that advice that's so so great um and just if I had the chance to go to Coachella I probably would take it but I also would be maybe a little bit more selective on (laughs) who I went with you know what I mean Yeah, no, totally. Those things are so awesome if you like love music, but I physically with my asthma (laughs) can't survive them. So they're just not fun to me. Like it's not that it's Coachella specifically, but it's just like, I don't know, so many of the things that you see online just seem way more fun than exactly right. Okay, last question. And I ask this to all my guests is what makes you happy and healthy or what keeps you happy and healthy? Hmm. Well, the only winning answer is Jesus, right? No, That's like you the can only say correct. anything. I've had people say like food but, and all sorts of things. Well, I've been trying to wake up at a certain time and go to the gym by myself and then cook myself breakfast. And those three things, just like a little morning routine is definitely life-changing. I feel like if I just do that, I'm like, wow, I am an accomplished and happy person today. I love so, that. I'm a big yeah. fan of routine as well. So I think that is a great way just to kick off your day. Okay, that was my last question. Haley, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I love just your vulnerability and just how real you are. Um, and I think that also just is why you're successful. And I'll just be continuing to pray for just your influence and your platform and you and your husband and everything. I think that's so cool. I'm in Austin all the time. So if you ever want to get coffee, I'm your girl. <laughs> yes. I'm always stalking your Instagram stories when you're posting about Austin. I'm like, Hmm, I'm five oh, minutes away. Okay. I'll just up? give you my number after yeah. this because okay. I'm there all the time. Um, yeah. but yeah, let my followers know <laughs> where they can find you. Is there anything like big launches coming up? Anything exciting you want to share? Um, I would just say Haley Fam on YouTube. The In My 20s series is probably my favorite thing that I'm doing right now. So yeah, it's give that really a watch. Good, y'all. I started watching it. I was like, dang, this girl is talented. So check it out. All right. Haley, you're the best. Thank, Thank you. you so much for being on Happy and Healthy. And you guys, until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye. 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 
All right, you guys, that was today's episode with Haley Fam. Thank you guys for watching. I hope you guys will be back next Tuesday. If you guys didn't know, we post these on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. You guys can watch these. Um, as always, share them if you're enjoying it. I repost these every single time on the Happy Healthy Instagram. We are also on TikTok. Check us out. And also, um, just want to say thank you to my monthly donators. If you guys want to donate to this podcast, that would be so kind. Not required, but the link is always down below if you want to join the Patreon and just donate there. That is so, so sweet. I am trying to invest into getting a studio eventually, so that's kind of where the funds are going to right now, which I'm, like, praying I can work on that. Anyway, thank you guys for watching today's episode. Go check out all her socials. Hope you guys enjoyed it and just enjoyed the conversation, and maybe you're inspired to go read the Bible now after listening to this. And I'll see you guys next Tuesday for another episode of Happy and Healthy. Let us know on the Happy and Healthy podcast who you want to see on here next. We always love taking your recommendations, so let us know. All right, love y'all. See you next Tuesday. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, guys. Bye.